Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Saturdays with C.C. Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you're um, joining us again and you've been listening the last two shows, thank you for tuning in. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, This is our third episode, but it's the very first Talk to Me show, which we'll be doing once a month on the regular. So, We're changing things up a little bit today, slowing things down, and we're going to be having a more intimate kind of conversation. Um, Talk to Me is all about relationships, so whether it's a romantic relationship, platonic, familial, uh, work relationships, just about any other kind of relationship we could dig up. So that's going to be the focus, and um, you know, as we all know, communication is one of the the key factors in a successful relationship. So that's why the show is called Talk to Me, <laughs> which I think is kind of genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've been on the last two episodes with us, then you know that Wild Heart Saturdays is dedicated to the exploration and celebration of what it means to be a human. We delve into our biology, our psychology, and our sociology. So it's a bit of a soup to nuts kind of show. And today, we are turning up the heat with our very special guest, pleasure and sexuality coach, Tamara Logan. So we're going to be discussing all kinds of juicy things, all kinds of human sexuality issues and topics like pleasure, awareness, and if you never heard of jade eggs or yoni eggs before, you're going to want to stay with us. So we've we've got a lot to cover today, and um, we've got two hours to do it, so we're going to just dig in and get started. So joining us again today is my dear friend and co-host, Candice Chisholm, the creator and co-founder of HE, a mental health and wellness app for men. And also with us today, like I said, is our very own sexuality and pleasure coach, Tamara. Tamara, are you with us? I am, I am. Would you mind um, 
just giving our listeners a few more details about who you are and what you do and how you do it? Well, in a nutshell, of course, because that's how we roll in mornings like this. Um, (laughs) My name's Tamara. I live in the very sunny today Okanagan, yay us. And uh, let's see, I'm a women's pleasure and sexuality coach primarily. That's my niche. I've always worked with women. I was, um, uh, I am a fitness instructor and a yoga teacher, and I always wanted something more. And I found that three years ago in a program. And now I get to offer all sorts of beautiful insight and magic to my clients through uh, inspired tantric practices, sexuality practices, self-love practices. I teach jade egg and uh, other sort of yumminess. And I clearly have not had enough coffee this morning. Otherwise, I'd be talking like 90 miles a minute. But um, working with me is always lots of fun. And uh, apparently, I have really infectious energy. That's what I'm told. <laughs> well, I'm going to say I agree with you because I. it's been a while, but I've taken um, – some of your belly fit classes, so I always found those very fun and uh, kind of sensual and um, very, very right? empowering and, and goddessy. So, um, yeah, moving your, your body right. the way that a woman's body moves is amazing. Very, very much so. So, um, I'm just gonna. We're good. We're good. Okay. So it's it's my personal hope and intention today uh, for everyone that's listening that you. It's not just, you know, entertaining or titillating, pardon the pun, but that you you gain some valuable tools here today to take with you, um, you know, just for your own sexual practice, on, on your own. And that is a whole world to explore, as well as your practice with your partner. So there is no exclusion here. Um, yeah, everyone is welcome. And... I really hope that we get some callers in today. And if you're too shy to call, you can DM me on Twitter at CCHarrison67. We'll do our best to get your questions and comments on the air. That number again is 646-929-0130 on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Um, So thank you again for being with us today, Tamara, and uh, my lovely co-host, Candice, can you just give us a little short bio? And Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, I'm so excited for this show. Um, when, <laughs> yeah, when you told me what the show, uh, what the plans were, you know, back when we, when you started and what was coming up, I was like, oh, okay, because to be completely fair and honest, I, uh, I don't, you know, I've, I've never um, sought to be the help of a pleasure coach, however, I think that they're very, very important. And especially as a woman, so I'm I'm turning 50 this year, and, you know, things obviously change biologically, et cetera. So, yeah, so my bio is um, I am the co-founder and, and uh, CEO of a men's um, mental health and fitness app um, exclusively for men that we just launched actually this week. We are so excited. It's in the Apple Store now. And Google Play, and uh, and one of the things that I think is really intriguing for me for this show too is that when we started, 
um, doing all of our research and development, which is two and a half years ago now. We did a we did. I mean, I've said this on your on the show before. We did did thousands of um, hours of of discovery. We've interviewed people, men from men. We interviewed men from um, you know ones who were struggling, maybe financially, or whatever, all the way up to high powered CEOs. We wanted a real big cross section. And do you know the second pain point uh, that came up for men was sex. And there's so much around it, you know, things that I actually hadn't thought of, like expectations, um, you know, STDs, um, just pleasuring a woman and masculinity. And, and, the, and it was just things that I didn't even ponder before we started all of that research. So today's show is going to be uh, awesome for, for me as a CEO because I don't, I have said this before, I have created that space. I don't fill that space. Men fill that space that is interesting, you know, it'll give me a, a way to find out, you know, um, what needs to be covered, I think, too, for some men and, and what maybe questions that they have. So, yeah, so this is a great, exciting show. For, I'm titillating. It's titillating. Just, titillating. <laughs> <laughs> I use that word ever in regular life, but now it's going to come up all day today. I've got to say, I've been giggling all week, and I, I felt like a little silly, and I've been clinical and scientific, and just uh, yeah. so much has come up for me personally, just, yeah. just thinking about the show, Absolutely. and um, even trying to prepare has been very, very different, and I, I just, I wanted it to feel really organic and authentic and just sort of off the cuff with Tamara, and um, so more of it, more of Are you sure? <laughs> I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. We spoke on the phone, and I just, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm prepared. So, uh, a, a little bit of housekeeping, guys. If you're listening before we go to our first break, we do have um, three breaks during the hour, so uh, it get, gives us a bit of time to collect, uh, gives you a tiny bit of time to get up and move around, and we're gonna have two, two, two musical interludes that are uh, kind of complimentary to the content of this show. So we have a, a few more seconds. Yeah, I think um, I think forget and grab the coffee. I think it's maybe <laughs> grab a mimosa for this show. Grab a mimosa and... Settle uh, in, sit by your fire, and uh, it's going to be, a, I don't know, I think it's going to be awesome. So maybe it's going to be grabbing a cold shower. So... <laughs> So stay with us. We're going to go to a quick break. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison and honored guest on the Bachelor Radio News Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Tune in to You in the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey. The show focuses on law enforcement and their relationship with the black community while letting you know your legal rights as a citizen when confronted by the police. Listen live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Sunday at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. 
Jackson on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Today we've got sexuality and pleasure coach Tamara Logan joining us. And uh, Tamara, so I'm going to start hitting you up with some questions and comments. So, uh, one of bring it on, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I'm oh I'm bringing it. Sure. Um, so one of the things you you mentioned that you uh, well let's start let's start with this first. You mentioned that you you primarily work with women. That's, that's yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I primarily you, work couple, with women. Okay, primarily work with women. And one of the things you mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk about today is awareness. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, What I have noticed both in my own practice uh, with sexuality and, and really with life. I mean, we can't separate life from sex, which we have a tendency to do. Um, everything in our society has been sexualized in some way, shape, or form. Sex sells everything from yogurt to yoga. So we sort of become desensitized to the fact that we, like the fact that we are sexual creatures. We don't exist without sex. Like the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the you and the me, and this is how we got here. Uh, (laughs) we We can't separate like life from sex and the awareness portion is like tapping into the vitality, the power, the sensuality of what it is to be alive. And that energy is sexual energy. Does that make sense? No, that makes, that makes um, perfect sense. So when you, when you speak about awareness, um, what, what do you, what have you come across in your practice that, um, for whatever reason, so so maybe we're just we're too inhibited, or or we're shy, or we're, you know, there there's all kinds of programming that have, that has been going on for centuries, especially for women when it comes to their sexuality. So, um, I don't want to call it a blockage, but when it comes to awareness and what you've experienced with your clients, what do you think is um, kind of critical, or the most? What do you see the most as far as unawareness? Is that, a, is that making sense? We're going to make that word up anyways. Yes. Gonna, we're, yes. I'm gonna make I feel like if you can put it in your phone, then it's a word. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so what do you think we need to be more aware of? We need to get out of our heads a lot more. Like you, uh, There's a saying throughout, uh, I mean, the somatic and the sexual world, you can't think your way into your body. You have to feel your way. Okay. Oh, my God. And I love that you posted that picture on Instagram this morning of Sandy. Sandy, <laughs> do you like, feel your way. you got to feel you your way, baby. You... <laughs> I, I should have chosen that song. Yeah, that, that, was, um, that was sort of a loaded post. You know, it was just, it was, it's the ideology of uh, kind of everything. But, yes, I love her expression. Um you know, in in my work, and I've I've done sex and intimacy, not not coaching, but just therapy. So it it tends to be more clinical yes. from in my profession. But uh, a lot of things that I that come up is just if a woman doesn't know her own body and her own physiology. Um, this is what I do. I I make weird words. 
I get tongue-tied a lot. I love the word. You're probably, you're probably all used to that now. Uh, how, how do we expect <laughs> our partner to to really get where we want to be touched or what feels good if we haven't explored that ourselves right? already? So is that part of your coaching? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Nice. Getting women back into their bodies through sensual practices and by sensual um I don't necessarily mean all self-pleasure, but absolutely there are self-pleasure practices that I offer through my coaching. Um, it's, it's necessary to know your own body, but also to bring your awareness to your body through the five senses. We are magical beings who have these five senses that we very rarely tap into all of them at the same time. But when we do take that time and that awareness and that attention and that focus to our five senses, food tastes better, um, the sky is more beautiful, music sounds better. It's like you can feel the aliveness of your life inside your body. I like to call it a life-gasm. And when we can take the time, which doesn't have to be like, you don't have to sit in meditation for 20 minutes, but if you can, do and if you can't sit longer, that's what they say. But this awareness of when you're out during your day and you notice your mind is scattered, draw your awareness back in. What do you see? What do you hear? What can you smell? What can you feel on your skin? And what can you taste in your mouth? Bring yourself back over and over again to the five senses to allow yourself to draw back into your body, especially when we're stressed out, burnt out, overworked, like doing all of the things that we do as women. And this goes for men as well, like the patriarchy also has screwed the men in our lives. And it's, it's like Candace said, um, that you can't, uh, men have all of these expectations just like women do, which don't like, they're, they're not ours. These are layers of BS that have been fed to us that we, like, didn't know what else to do with, so we ingested. We we have, and like you said, that, that's been going on for centuries, and that is also something that, um, a place that I want to get to today to explore those, those old antiquated um, ideologies of, of our, our sexuality. So we are going to delve yeah. into that. Um, a little bit deeper, and and again for everyone, please do message or or phone in with a comment. Our producer is on standby, and you know I this is about you too and for you. So interrupt, interrupt the conversation because we'd really love to hear from you. And I, I'm coming at this sort of uh, as a woman, but also as a. a a clinical person and we've got a pleasure coach here. So take advantage of us. I love what Sarah's saying, you know, I love the fact about the, the five senses and kind of bringing in, bringing meditation into it. Yeah. I think that, you know, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so if nobody calls in, I'll take the full time. <laughs> Um, one of my questions to Matt, you know, and I, I think that right now we're seeing a big shift, like before we start getting into the, the nitty gritty, but we're starting to see a big shift, especially in women with body positivity. How does that affect women when it comes to 
their sexuality and pleasure coaching, like, do you feel that women, you know, because the body positivity is becoming more, there's more awareness surrounding it, that not all women look the same, because I, I feel, maybe it's my age showing, but I feel like a lot of our sexuality can be tied into, obviously, how we feel about ourselves. So if we're starting to feel better about ourselves, does that, do you see that shift in your, um, in your coaching? A hundred percent. How, how can we expect to feel, how can we expect to receive pleasure from another person if we don't already have the deep awareness that that pleasure exists in us already? If we are body shaming ourselves, there's no way that we can expand and pleasure and love our expansive energies they don't they don't just have like endpoints, but they do when we put up blocks because we don't like our boobs or we don't like our bellies or we don't like our butts or we don't like our age or we don't like our hair and there is not a woman alive who has not stood in the mirror at least once in her life 100 times probably and said oh god like uh and that is how can you feel pleasure with someone else, if you can't feel that love and pleasure on your own, you know, we, we make love with the lights off and the blankets over our heads and we make sure that we're covered and, you know, Oh, don't look at me kind of thing. Like these are conversations that have come up in, in client calls and it's, it's so saddening and so maddening at the same time, because like I said, everything is sexualized. Everything is sexualized. And even if you, Google, you know, sexy woman photos, it's the same image over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. There is very, very little diversity in sexuality. And yet, the, you know, like the female form, and that's what I love about the body positivity movement, is the female form is just so beautiful. And, uh, it's amazing. You know, I, follow, amazing. I, follow a couple girls, yeah, I follow a couple of girls on Instagram that, you know, uh, would have been back in the day considered plus models. I'm grateful that they've shifted that terminology. But I, you know, I think that it's, there's so much beauty in it. Unfortunately, I don't think it's easy to translate that to yourself. So I love hearing that that's being included and that there is a shift because I think that that is like, for me, I think it's number one, you know, it's like, I have to feel sexy to be sexy. Um, so I think learning that is tantamount to a relationship flourishing. Uh, 127 thousand. Yeah, you know, um, we we we've kind of adopted this ideology, and and even before what we refer to as mainstream media, it was it was magazines and all the cosmos and the selfs and the mademoiselles that have these airbrushed pictures of these stunning women that are you know, eight and a half feet tall and they weigh 27 pounds and (laughs) (laughs) they don't have a scar or a wrinkle or a blemish or a pimple, none of those things. And, and, you know, this works um, for men too, you know, men's health, the washboard abs, the, the chiseled facial features and and like the serious lack of body hair. What is that? Yeah. (laughs) Like some men, some men are hairy. So most men are, um, and and you know I I don't know a woman, so maybe this is an age thing too that doesn't that doesn't mind a little like bit a of little body hair, yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
so we're 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 falling in love or we're we're getting conditioned to have relationships with fantasy versus reality yes. versus with an actual yes. human being and so we're all walking on um eggshells and, and being critical. So I want yes. to be part of the narrative change. I would love to see magazines in the grocery stores and, you know, the bookstores with with real people on them. Um you know, I, I think of all the people I know, may, maybe one out of 20 men I know actually has a washboard out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I think that that's important too. And I think, but again, it, it, that's a lot of belief systems, you know, and I, we, we'll probably have to maybe dive into this. I've got so many questions. This, every question I have just takes me to another question. And some of them are going to get a little <laughs> racy, so I apologize if my mother's listening. I don't have, but... I, uh, yeah, I think that, again, that's that, those belief systems because we wrapped up. And so one of the questions I think that will be interesting to answer is, do you work, like, so are you intergenerational with who you work with? I'm sure you are. But what do you see as the differences? And I don't think we have a lot of time before this break, but maybe for after the break, what do you see in the differences of generations? Like, I know that the millennial and unders, have a lot more freedom of expression. You know, the things that I would see on their Instagram versus somebody of a Gen Xer like me um, is probably very different from what you see in your practice. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're going we're gonna to go to the break again, guys, and Tamara will we'll, uh, hear from you on this when we come back. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Gossipon presents talk radio like you've never heard it before on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We go live every Tuesday and Wednesday on this network, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to thebachelornews.airtime.pro. We are on the cutting edge and we are ahead of the curve on what is happening while the media tries to catch up. We talk issues from right to left. Once a month, we have Ladies Night, where we talk relationship in the 21st century and nothing is off limits or taboo. Donald files on the Bachelor News Radio network. This is Dr. Larry Fidoa, host of the Dr. Larry Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network, inviting you to listen live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. I am called the philosopher of current events an independent, open-minded conservative with my own ideas. If you are interested in advertising or having your own show, email us at labachelor40 at gmail.com. on the Bachelor Radio News Network. So we're just going to pick up uh, where we left off, and Candace was asking about um, gener- generational sexuality and, and what differences we see with different age groups tomorrow. Um, what I have noticed 
women who are in their 20s and 30s are always interested about dating. Um, they are concerned about their body shape, but also, like, are they going to find, like, how are they going to find the right guy? Um, it's really interesting, too. 20s and 30s have a tendency to date men for their potential, which is, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Don't date potential, <laughs> ladies. Don't date potential. <sighs> and women in their 40s and 50s, that I've noticed, are um, the ones in relationship, surprisingly enough, um, I'm going to be very candid here, are not getting enough sex in their relationships, and they don't know how to ask for more. So which how is do really they ask interesting. How do they ask for um, more? A lot of... How, well, they don't ask for more. That's that's the problem. But it's it's um, this there's there's all of these like underlying belief systems that sort of layer on top of each other that create you know this idea of shame or that they're not getting enough or that their husband should read their mind. Um, I am newly married for a second time. And my husband says, you know, we don't even get it when you drop hints, so how can you expect us to read your mind, which I laughed mm-hmm. at a lot because <laughs> there, there is sort of this expectation. Um, and I think that it goes for men as well that there's an expectation. Uh, there's a, and, and this is a very generalized statement. You know, you're in a marriage, you're happy, it's fine. And you don't need to do the things. You don't need to try the things anymore. And so there's the familiarity sort of breeds this comfort. And comfort and familiarity are not really sexy. So we, in our, in our later years or when we're in these committed relationships, it takes a little bit more effort to maintain our desire for our partners. And for my work, that is working with women to, you know, realize the layers that they've, where they've been blocking, because oftentimes we don't get the pleasure that we are desiring because we shut it down in parts of our lives. So you can't just like, you know, shut it down a little bit. It's like you can't just date one part of a person because that part's really good. You date the entire person. You shut down the entire pleasure system. So it's like, going in, finding out where the blocks are, and then revealing them and giving them space so that the pleasure can then move through your body. When a woman is really connected to her sexual pleasure, it's radiant, it's magnetic, it turns other people on, whether they, you know, realize or, or, and I'm not talking like turn on, like you want to have sex with the person, but it, it gives you this sort of energy, this vibe, this aliveness through your own body when you realize that someone else is like turned on to life if that makes sense well it's it's, ma- it's magnetizing isn't it and and absolutely uh, polarizing there there are so many um like nuances to to explore and to explore with each other and i've had many couples and couples that have been together for 20 years or 10 years these long periods of time that that have never, and I mean never, um, taken the time to playfully, adventurously explore each other's bodies. They've, 
there's so many inhibitions, yeah. uh, pro- probably more for women than there are for men. And, 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 you know, if we're inhibited and not comfortable, that just makes it so much more tough on our partner, whether you're a woman or a man. Um, it, it goes always. All so I've, I've had a question, um, and this is, this is a good one, I think, for all of us to, to <laughs> answer. So it's how do I maintain my sexuality if I'm single? So, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't really believe they have a sexuality if if they're single because they don't have an active partner or they're celibate or they're just not sexually active. So, what do you have to say about that, Tamara? Mm. Well, sexual energy is also creative energy. If you think about it in the the energy wheels or the chakras or chakras, however you want to say it, um, the second energy center, so where our reproductive organs are is the sacral chakra or Svaristana. And this energy is liquid, is water, is creative. And even the Taoist belief um, of menopause is that menopause is a second spring for a woman. It's when our creative energy, our sexual energy is no longer being used to look after or nurture uh, children, but instead it's a creative energy. So, Applying that sexual energy to creative pursuits where you are moving your body, where you're using your mind, your hands, um, anywhere that you are in the flow, you are actually within the sexual energy movement, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense to me. And, and um, that, that leads us to another question. Or, or just a let's say topic is, um, you know, you don't need you don't need a partner to explore your body, whether you're male or female, you don't need a partner to explore no. your body and to, and to pleasure yourself to feel that sexual creative energy. It's it's within us. It's us. It's always there. So, how do we advise people that that aren't really experiencing that that are single? to tap into that through self-pleasure. One of, my biggest, one of my biggest things that I love to give people, women in particular, is dance. Move your body in a sensual way. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that some of your music uh, we can actually recommend, and the three of us as well will also get up and have a little dance party. But move your body not in a way, like, so often we get into this performative space. You know, we we get into bed with someone or even, like, self-pleasuring where it's, like, (laughs) the the one and done. You know, you pull out the little thing that goes buzz in the night and you you have your climax and then then you go to sleep. And that's how so many people practice self-pleasure. And we practice that over and over again. And it kind of it kind of wears a rut in our in our pleasure centers, you know, in the neuronet pathways. So stepping outside of the, it's like you said, you know, taking time to explore each other's bodies. Take the time to explore your body. Use sense, use your five senses to pay attention. Like what actually smells really good to you? What actually turns you on? What actually feels good? Does it feel nice to use? you know, textures or temperatures or speed, tempo? Does it feel nice to have a firm touch or a soft touch? 
being exploratory with our self-pleasure practices is huge. We need to get ourselves out of the rut of like masturbating hard and fast because, you know, your 17-year-old self is going to get busted by your mom at any minute. And I feel like that's how we continue to have sex is how we did mm-hmm. when we were 17 because there's no, there's no sexual education around that. I mean, there is, but, like, you really have to go looking. Most people have learned to have sex through porn, which we all know is complete BS. There's nothing um, real about porn. Um, so we, we and, must and come out of the space of, of habitual patterning. And like you said, like explore your body, take the time, step away from what you understand and do something different. <laughs> you know, when we, when we talk about the, engaging the five senses and uh, I, every time it comes up just, just in the last half hour, I, I keep going back to that movie nine and a half weeks that keeps coming up. So mm, that was a good. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you haven't seen it, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't like the ending and there's some things in there that are a bit disturbing, but just like um, the refrigerator. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So, I mean, how, how fun is that to do with a partner, but also on your own. So, I mean, it's about food if you haven't seen it. You know, they're sitting on the floor, the fridge is open, she's blindfolded, and he's feeding her all kinds of things from strawberries to hot peppers and pudding. And it's just, it's so sensual and erotic and fun and looks exciting. So, I mean, uh, you know, we've all seen the movies with, with Ice Cube trailing down the body. So there's a temperature sensation and, or there can be heat. So, um if you if you want to turn things up or turn them down, t- take your time and maybe that could be. If I was going to give anybody some homework for this weekend, is to have some fun in the kitchen. Grab, grab your partner, open your fridge, uh, open your liquor cabinets, uh, the pantry, and just um, do some exploring. Have some fun and, and let it be light and adventurous especially if you've been together for a while. And mm-hmm. Tamara, you, Candice, you said a little bit about younger people are so much more open with their sexuality and even in their posts on social media. And um, I think maybe they're actually leading the way in some of these things. So for those of us that are over 29, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's about being open-minded <laughs> and being open. And I think that's, a pretty important factor in all of I this. I think so. What's really important um, that I would love to bring up is there's there's sort of a dark side and an insidious side. I don't know if you've realized or recognized or seen this um, as a counselor. So many movies that are like super hot and steamy, the characters are also super effed up. Mm-hmm. Mm, so there is, oh, both there is a real dark have, side. They have some issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really do. And there's there is very rarely a movie that is made that is steamy and sexy and hot where one of the characters doesn't go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And I, I, how I, I, can yeah, we expect both. to feel I, 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 safe? in like wild sexual adventures when we've seen in movies time and time again, 
that one of us is going to go like batshit crazy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah. and no, it's, it's like in porn movies too. It's like, it's a very, very limited view of what happens. And that as well in, in the younger generation, um, studies that I've read, they're actually millennials are having less sex than any generation ever. And the hookup generation that is going on is intense. And what it is, is people meeting up and like literally just kind of boning each other for lack of a better term. There is no intimacy and there is no connection. Or it's like, so there, um, there is so much disintegration. We're going to, we're going to go to a break again and we're going to, yeah. we're going to pick up where we left off and, um, porn so so i've had a few messages about that porn and boning we're going to be talking about porn and boning when we get back and eventually i'd like to talk about language and communication so please stay with us um you're listening to wild heart saturdays with cc harrison on the bachelor radio news network join barry barnes for locker talk on the bachelor pad network as he presents nfl news and evaluates players fridays at 9 a.m eastern at blogtalkradio.com Educating people about cancer clinical trials can be tough, and it's especially difficult to convince members of some minority populations about the benefits after years of mistrust about such studies. But the National Cancer Institute's Cancer Information Service, which reaches the public through a network of partners nationwide, has made headway. Recently, CIS members met near Washington, D.C. As Washington-based Assistant Partnership Program Manager Cherie Spencer explains, the service has helped educate local African-American ministers about the positive aspects of clinical trials. When it comes to underserved populations, many communities are likely to trust information from others who look like them and sound like them. Our message is that greater minority participation in cancer clinical trials can help reduce or eliminate disparities. The CIS also reaches out to cancer centers, state health planners, and medical and nursing staff with clinical trials information. As Arkansas Partnership Coordinator Misty Smith adds, the service has found success in focusing on training medical staff. Our train-the-trainer educational programs have been very successful. Indeed, more than 60% of the people who are participating in our programs are doctors and nurses. These are the people who are in direct contact with our underserved populations every day. And they need to know how to discuss this with their patients. And Pacific Region Partnership Program Coordinator Kevin Castle adds that CIS partners have worked to include clinical trials education in health profession curricula. We've reached out. If you search for tenderness it isn't hard to find You can have the love you need to live But if you look for truthfulness You might just as well be blind It always seems to be so hard to
and guests on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Uh, we, we are going to go back to that conversation, but I believe we have a caller with a question. Hello? Hello. Hello, long-time listener, first-time caller, and I'm afraid to get into the lion's den, the lioness den that is going on there, so I'm going to ask <laughs> a couple questions. Please do. The first question. The first question has to do with shame and sex. And uh, I guess my question is this: There are many people who are ashamed when it comes to to things like what they what they like. And I guess my question is: Is there literally a pot for every a lid for every pot when it comes to these things? And if there's somebody who is a little bit of ashamed of some of the things they like, do you have any? advice for them. And then the second question I have has to do with, I read in a book once that you can transmutate sexual energy into other areas of your life. And it is the most powerful area that you can do that with. It's the most powerful energy you can do that with. Is that true? It It, it is true. And that, that's a, that's a great question. Um, yeah. And I've, <laughs> I actually gave a talk. Uh, yeah, I tried to give a talk to that when I was a trainer at TELUS years ago. <laughs> it, it, that concept was very new to me, so it, it landed like a lead balloon, I'm going to say, but I've explored that much more. Um, Tamara, can you talk to us a little bit about shame and what, what you've experienced well, in your shame, practice? Shame is a big old can of worms, and, and it affects everyone, and in particular in their sexuality. And, and my belief in sexuality is that if it's all consensual, then it's all good. Unfortunately, um, a lot of people are hung up on expectations and belief systems, whether they be cultural, familial, society, um, ancestral. Shame is like a piece by piece, layer by layer peeling away like what is that shame where does it come from what is it holding us back from um we have a there's a there's a saying in the in the sex industry don't yuck someone's yum which i oh, wish I like was like worldwide because you know it's like sure. we get we get so hung up on our own personal um Boundaries and not even boundaries, like our walls around sexuality and and pleasure in particular, because we're supposed to look a certain way, behave a certain way, do a certain thing. This is good, but this is bad, and it's it's such a it's such a big subject and such a big topic, and it's it's got so much expanse and depth to it because everyone's shame is so different. But really paying attention to what comes up, like when you're feeling the shame, who you're with, um, and, and even especially seeking out a professional um, who does sex therapy when it comes to shame, I think is really, really important because you need to have someone to talk to about these things, um, someone that can help you like dive into your body and, and maybe shift the experience. Uh, absolutely. The, Shame comes from many different sources. Uh, I want to say 
so from what I've seen, my, my personal experience and in my practice as a counselor is religion. Um, that, that, that's a huge one because, again, for centuries, you know, even in biblical times and, and all of those historical books where men had concubines and many, many wives, that's still going on in other cultures today. And it's, it's never been accepted for, for women to have a whole bunch of husbands. That doesn't happen. Um, women that have to wear burqas and all of that, like hiding anything that, that could be construed as sexual, your wrist even, your ankle even. So that is one source of shame, uh, sexual trauma. So whether it's rape or sexual abuse, Unfortunately, most of that is people that we know, uh, dads, uncles, mothers, aunts, like coaches, trusted people, trusted people. Um, Yeah, so this could be a whole show on its own where shame comes from. And I, you know, one of the most important things I think in sexuality is not just passion, but compassion to communicate um, with each other openly, honestly, and to really listen and to understand that that your partner could have had some not good experiences and and to find out maybe where those originated from and to work on healing that together. Um, And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Caller, does that help answer your question? Have we missed anything? Well, it's a little bit different in what I've been talking about. Like you go on the computer these days and you see these guys that can seemingly be supermen. And I don't know, I just go rather make a sandwich because I know I'm not going to live up to that. Well, I mean, and, and that that's another thing we've done, you know, gender roles. Uh, Candace and I were talking about this earlier this morning and it, you know, so so let's look at dating. You know, you go on a date and there's this expectation that men always pay. So we want equality as women. We want this the same jobs, access to the same remuneration for those jobs. But yet we're still stuck in that you have to you have to buy me dinner, and and then I'm okay to pay. Some, I just don't want to be embarrassed at the end of the night. You know. Sexually. Yeah. Well, there's an there's an expectation some some women feel and men feel if if I bought dinner you 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 better be putting out later on and I mean who pays is irrelevant to me that I think on a first date you you, you go Dutch you you explore each other those are things you talk about expectations I, I know that are men that they're very chivalrous and and they're old fashioned and they they don't ever want to let a woman pay for a lunch or a breakfast. And that's fine. So engage reciprocity, then uh, make him dinner, you know, give him a back rub, whatever kind of energy exchange you like. But I guess we're moving away. So I'm listening. Um, do, do you feel color? Can I say, please? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, can I say too, too, on, on the, on the energy front, I think um, what I'm hearing um, caller is that, there, there is an expectation for men to behave to be a certain way, um, and just, just like women, we go online and we see, you know, these impossible bodies that, oh my God, I can't possibly look that way. Men also have these expectations, and I find it's even heavy, heavier, um, and weightier for men 
because women have created like, like this. We have these talk shows that we can come on to. Men, there's not a lot out there for them to reach out to to find out what it really means to be like a strong masculine and to have balanced feminine energy. So it's like, how can you as a man step into yourself as a man when you're not even sure or safe of how that means anymore? Um, the, the roles that, that we've had are definitely shifting, um, but it's also very, very hard for a man to step into his role um, when a woman is like, no, I can do it myself. I don't need you. There's, there's like a a clash of energies, a dis, a disintegrated space of these energies where neither people are playing, not playing, but being in their wholeness. It's, it's like we're dating disintegrated pieces of each other and, and, the shame in that, how, how can you rise to these, you know, celebrity status male roles when you're just a guy that wants to make a sandwich? And, oh, my God, <laughs> there are totally women out there who just want a sandwich. I, I guarantee it. There are. And, and the more that you can step into who you are and what you love and what lights you up and what, what brings you, like, the fire and passion – not just sexually, but, but really in your life. Like if making sandwiches is your jam, jam that sandwich out, man. It's it's (laughs) like being who you are truly authentic is going to draw to you the people that love you for that. Well, I'm I'm not into sandwiches. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, <laughs> like, I, I I look at these men on the computer and they're just going like crazy, and I I get touched like that for thirty seconds, and I, that's it. I, I'm done, and it's just like, well, why did I even bother? I just go make a sandwich instead. That's what I meant. I just ashamed. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to live up to what? Uh, I I can't I can't do what those guys do. I wish I could, but I can't. How about focusing on breath and sound? It's like okay. the the idea of the idea of like this fast paced here we go slow everything down. Take deep breaths all the way down to your penis and all the way out from your penis and really connect to the sensations in your body. You want to slow everything down. I know what you see on, you know, you, you log in and, and maybe we're moving to, I'm moving towards the porn thing, but there's like this fast, hard thing that happens that most of us don't really like anyways. <laughs> it's kind of boring. We, we're we're going to slow everything down. Can you, can you please hold that thought, Tamara, and caller, will you please stay yeah. with us and join us after the break so we can really get into this a little bit deeper? You're listening to Wildheart Saturdays with DC Harrison on the Bachelor Radio News Network. I, I touch myself.
Welcome back to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Uh, caller, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay, so let's let's go back to that conversation. Um, Tamara, sorry, we had to cut you off. Did you want to yeah. continue and finish up those thoughts? Okay. Yeah, so there are three keys. To, uh, there's more, but the, the three base, like, keys that really get you into your body, that give you a beautiful sexual, sensual uh, experience that can really draw you back into the moment, your breath, your sound, and movement. So breathing, like I said earlier, breathing down into your genitals, male or female um, or transgendered, breathing down into your, into your genitals. And feeling that energy move down into the body. And then when you exhale, <sighs> allowing a sound to come from the sensations that you feel. This really takes practice in that you're bringing your awareness, not just to one area of your body, but all the way through. Sound has a really powerful energy to it. It can help break through it can help release uh, patterns and traumas, gentle traumas. Um, so being able to bring your awareness back to the moment. Movement is like slowing down or tempo or even just like noticing a sensation in your body and letting that space move. Um, on that, that transmutation of energy um, is spoken about in Chapter 11 of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, among yeah. other among other teachers as well, um, this sex magic, or which is basically what it is, is taking your sexual energy. You have to be able to breathe into it and become aware that it is an energy in your body in order to transmute it. In the Taoists believe that it's your your Jing Qi. So what is carried in your low belly, your reproductive organs, is a really really um, powerful energy and can be moved into the heart and can be moved into the, um, the mind to like bring clarity and power to your manifestation, to your imagination, to your um, intuition. So breath, sound, and movement are ways to really connect to the sensations in your body, to uh, being able to be more aware of what's going on um, instead of having that, like, fast drive arousal, breath allows you to slow the arousal down and extend the pleasure, if that makes sense. Does that help? 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. There there are some books that you can check out. Um, they they are very polarized, but there's um, like David Data is sort of a um, and, and like I said, there are there are some better books, but um, David Data's got a lot of really great information on the masculine energy and how to um, really tap into the power of that. I, David Data, I, so thank David you. Data. Thank you, Tamara. This is a, a really great perspective that, that I, I doubt many men have heard before. And, you know, women, like you say, we get to go to yoga classes and we've got, We've got radio programs and blogs to listen to and magazines and books about our sexuality. We've got so much help there. And, and men, maybe not so much because there's just sort of this given mm-hmm. that they've got it all figured out already. But um, when, when you talk about that, I, I, I want to make you want to talk about foreplay and how important that is. And to me, those things that you're talking about, movement and breath and sound, how we can... Uh, interlace them and intertwine them with with foreplay and enjoying foreplay for for I mean you could for hours really there's no limitation. Mm-hmm. So is is foreplay I, something that comes up in your practice? I tend to leave out foreplay only because I think it's all sex. I I think that what okay. we really need to do is shift how we understand sex and that sex is not just penetration you know it's like it's like we you can be sexual with someone through text through photos through words through touch across the table eating dinner you can be making love to someone consensually of course um yeah that and that we separate foreplay from sex as though as though sex is like it's it's like climaxing we we associate climax and orgasm i feel like they're very very different climax is like the build and release of energy orgasm is this massively expansive rippling oceanic never-ending experience that we can have in our bodies with someone else while we're having sex but sex is not just penetration Sex is the touch, it's the connection, it's the intimacy. And I think this is part of the problem, you know, I was saying earlier with the, the sort of millennial, and, and, and not all millennials are, are hookups, I'm not saying that at all, but like this hookup generation where it's all about put it in, put it out, one and done, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And like, how can you possibly experience connection and intimacy? And it is one of the things that is missing the most in relationships is connection and intimacy. And if all we're doing is penis and vagina and, and any sort of penetration, and that's all there is for sex, we are missing out on like the whole box of chocolates, if you know what I mean. It's like we're just, we, we're just picking yeah. the one chocolate that we know over and over again. In, in and really of it, all of the other chocolates tasting. are gorgeous. I, I like mm-hmm. to take a bite of a chocolate and put it back in the box and then go to the next one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just cut um, them in half and then you can tell. <laughs> cut them in half and then, then you can maybe share. So there, there is a real, uh, you know, and even for myself, so I, 
as I've been preparing for the show and, and reading and, and just I, I noticed the real difference between my old textbooks and, and the way I was educated 11, 12 years ago. The language uh-huh. um, needs to change. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we're doing this, Tamara, because it's, it's um, opening some things up for, for me professionally and personally. And, and so, so I came from that bend that we sort of compartmentalize sex. So yes, there's there's foreplay and there's dating and there's this and that and there's orgasm and there's intercourse and penetration and, and uh, but you're right they all are different parts of the exact uh, same thing. So our language really mm-hmm. needs to change and I, you know, e- even proper terminology. You know, there's a billion different names for genitals and some of them are really cute. But um, why do we do that? <laughs> Because we're uncomfortable saying penis and vagina. Uh, Which I don't, is also I'm not super comfortable with vagina is just one part of, of the whole yoni or the whole pussy or the whole vulva. Yes, it is. If and, that and, makes sense, and, right? Like it's the vaginal canal. Many women don't even, they're not even aware yet of all of those different parts and components. And, and same for men too, internally, externally, and and sort of what they do and how they function. So, you know, you're right. There's sex everywhere, like in ads and Instagram. And it's everywhere, but it's so superficial. Um, totally. So, caller, any other questions? Have we have we satisfied you in the way that you, you feel like you've got something to take away with you? Well, y'all have satisfied me lots, but I'm just trying to say that uh, the one thing that is really, really tough is the idea is the shame thing. That's the that's the thing. It makes me not even want to do it sometimes because I just feel like I'm going to be a letdown. Like you're going to be a letdown. Have you, yeah, have you communicated this like with again, I, appreciate the, I appreciate the breathing techniques and all that stuff. That's good. But it's just like, man, sometimes I'm so touchy down there. You, it just, you know. One little uh, one little adjustment, and then that's when the fireworks show happens. And I don't want that to be the case, but you know, that's just uh, and there's shame that comes with that because then there's like expectation beforehand, and then and it just you know it's tough because you look and see what a lot of these girls are expecting, and you see the things online, and you think, oh, well, I could never do that, so I'm just gonna go, you know, like I said, make a sandwich. <laughs> I would I would love for you to shift your your self pleasure practices and really, really slow down and take the focus off of climax and bring your awareness to the sensations. So everything other than climax. Notice what you feel like in your hands, in your toes, in your um in your belly, in your chest, and see if you can connect the understanding of what's going on in your body just by just by slowing down and taking. I, w- I wish that everyone would really like take climax out of the equation and just enjoy the experience that's happening. And and for you, caller, like give yourself permission to be curious about your sensations and to and to feel safety in your own body and it can it can be really like 
is this kind of like thinking Go like ahead. about baseball? You know? <laughs> kind of, kind of, but can you bring it into more of a, like, contextual about you sensation where, like, I'm safe, I can slow down, I don't need to come right now, I like this sensation, and using that kind of languaging for yourself so that it can be a more expansive experience. Tamara, we've, we've got to go to break, so please hold that, that thought. Caller, uh, stay with us if you can. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Recovery Month has become widely recognized and does an outstanding job of celebrating recovery, increasing awareness, and acknowledging the amazing work of providers, advocates, people in recovery, and their families. I believe our work together is helping many Americans better understand, seek out, attain, and sustain recovery. What began as a small and very good idea has grown into a national, mainstream, sustained, and systematic public education and support effort, all focused on the message that people recover. Getting the message of recovery right is critical because people take action based on what they hear and see and, most importantly, what they experience. Experience shapes our knowledge, our values, our attitudes, our beliefs, and our action. Of those who recognized their need for treatment but didn't receive care, the number one reason was no health coverage and could not afford the cost. No one in need should be denied the opportunity for treatment and recovery in our country. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And uh, caller, we're so happy that you called in. You've, you've certainly um, helped us expand expand the show and the ideas and the subject matter that we're talking about. And I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about pornography. Has that has that played into any of this for you? Well, I mean, yeah, in the sense of that's where I I don't think I've ever had a session that has ever looked like that, but I do sometimes think that expectation of being able to go and go and go and go and go and, go and things like that comes from comes from that idea. Okay, and have you ever had discussions with your partners or partner about how you're feeling and about expectations? And well, the first thing I want to do is get rid of any expectations that she may have of me, because man, I can't live up to what that kind of stuff says that there is there. But yeah, it's tough to talk about this. Like, how can I ever tell somebody that I'm ashamed that I can't last very long? It's uh. It, it was tough to do today. Never mind. I don't yeah. even know any of you three ladies. Well, we recognize that, and I, I appreciate you sharing and being comfortable enough to make a phone call and, and be really open and honest. So thank you very much for that. Um, and and it, this is a this is not um, an uncommon thing you're dealing with. You're you're not alone. 
with this. I, I've heard it in my practice, and um, I'm not sure if you've dealt with that a lot in yours. Tamara, you certainly are addressing it in a really positive um, way that I think need, needs to be brought to the forefront. Um, do you mm-hmm. ever come across this with women that you're coaching um, in relation to their partners, like that they're feeling that way or that they recognize that their partners are feeling that way? Um, I think that there is, there's a lot of, there, there's so much shame around sexuality for men. Um, there's this idea that they sort of, they know, like men know everything about sex and, and women just have to lay there and starfish kind of idea. Like, again, very, very generalized statements, but people don't, people don't talk about sex. Like, like you said, caller, um, there's, there's a lot of shame around even having the conversation of, you know, not being able to last or not really enjoying it or having, you know, different sexual preferences than, than maybe like the quote unquote, and I hate this word, normal person. Um, I think it's really, really important that we open up the discussion around sexuality, not just for women, but also for men, because we're, we're not going to, we're not going to make this any better by, by not talking about it. So recognizing your courage in first off calling and, and like you said, calling into the lioness den. Um, I, I know as, you know, the outspoken woman that I am, I've, I've always been, you know, people say, I'm like, I'm not very approachable and, and men are always afraid because um, I don't know why I'm, I'm like just kind of an average, I'm an average gal with a big voice and my voice is full of love. And so being able to step onto this program today, like you did and, and speak out loud, like incredibly courageous. And you're not the only one there. Are, there are guaranteed. There are men listening right now. They're like, bro, I'm so there. I totally, totally, totally get that. Yes. Or they've got something similar. It's like you being able to speak this way with us is incredibly powerful in its own right. And it really allows a conversation to open up, which is necessary. The conversations mm-hmm. need to happen. And being able to talk about this with partners or potential partners um, is something that can be done. As CC was talking about communication, um, communication about sex, generally, don't do it in bed. Don't do it while you're having sex. Give yourself space, you know, like, hey, I'm really into you. I, I want to take this further. However, I have these concerns. And it can be disappointing when someone doesn't want to listen. And also, it opens you up for people that will listen. I think that being able to get to a point where, you know, hey, I'd, I'd really like to have sex with you. These are some of my concerns around it. And if that person walks away that person is not for you. It's the hardest thing because we're, we're raised to be people pleasers, all of us, men and women. And if we, if we can't please someone, then somehow we are failing. But I want to shift that in that if we can't please someone, that someone's not for us. Does that make uh, sense? Absolutely. 
I, uh, I want to tell you, caller, that from a woman's perspective, my own, and, you know, I can't speak for all women, but I can tell you honestly that you'd be surprised about our expectations, that they are far more um, based on connection and intimacy and mm-hmm. acceptance than they are about performance or, like, like tr- truly, there's, yeah, I mean, so I, I can speak from my circle of friends because we discuss these things from my education and just my experience as a woman and a and a practitioner that we we would much rather have intimate, meaningful connection than than fast, hard. But there is no such thing as is is perfection. Um, I mean, sex is as different for everyone as our fingerprints are, but. So unfortunately, the, the narrative out there, and it's a bullshit narrative, pardon my <laughs> vernacular, but it's just, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. And like Tamara said, mm-hmm. if you come across someone like that, that's not the person for you. And if you can't be open and honest and feel really comfortable and safe with that person to, to share some of those things, and, and even if you do it gingerly and tentatively, that is not the person for you. So th- this well, is sort I, of meeting. I see what you're saying, but you kind of said it earlier. You would go and talk to your friends about things, and 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 I think that this is the thing that I've heard uh-huh. women talk about before. It's like, okay, yeah, you go talk to your friends about how you know so and so down the street was a real dud, and I think that's the thing that we fear, or I see, or anyway, but I mean that's the whole thing. You go talk to your friends about, oh man, okay, well. And that just, again, makes me just want to not do any of it. Yeah. Understandable. And that is is possibly a common perception. Um, So, and and it is a perception and and it's a common perception, but that, that isn't really reality. I don't have those conversations like that in that way. And, we have as many, possibly more, insecurities and concerns about that as men do. We're we're worried. Are are my breasts firm enough? Are they are they where they should be? What's my butt looking like these days? I haven't been to the gym in six months. Um, do I sound okay? Am I loud enough? Should I be quieter? Uh, should I scratch his back? Like I I want him to to think I'm really enjoying this, and I am. But I so. Sometimes we get out of our own bodies just just so that you know we're we're enjoying ourselves. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes it's awkward or it's uncomfortable. So we. Oh shoot, lady! In all my years, in all my years, lady, nobody has ever had to worry about those things. I never cared about any of that stuff. They're willing to show me. They're willing to show me what they got. I'm just grateful to be there. You know, I'm so grateful to be there. Sometimes that's where I think it happens too fast. I'm 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 glad I'm I'm glad to hear that and I you know I think if you open up uh communication and, and get more comfortable with your your own truth and your own feelings um things are going to shift for you. It, a lot of that anxiety is is probably going to go away and like Tamara's been talking about really getting into your body and slowing down and feeling sensations and and it, maybe some of that is new for you. So whether you have a partner this weekend or you're on your own, maybe it's time to start practicing some of those things. What do you think? 
Well, the weekend is young, but uh, I think yeah. I could always <laughs> the, that that visualization and breathing stuff. I'm going to try that a little bit. Try and get out of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 happy to hear it. And uh, before the show ends, we're going to let you know how to how to communicate and get in touch with us mm-hmm. and connect with us. So um, we'd we'd sure love to to hear how you've made out and. Tamara, you, you've mentioned tantric a few times, and, and a lot of your speaking, uh, what you're speaking to is, is related to that, and I've had some experience um, in my practice. So can we maybe shift in to that a little bit? Tantra. How do you work with tantra? Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so I'm going to say straight off the bat, I've not had any traditional tantric training. Um, I have trained in Tantra and Tantra inspired with my teacher, uh, Layla, when I did my coaching. And it, it turns out that uh, Tantric is always the way that I've lived my life. Um, Tantra is the experience of, uh, rather than the divine being out there somewhere, you know, up in heaven or out in the universe, we are actually, this is a line from one of my favorite songs, the universe wrapped in skin, that the divine experience is actually within us, which is why it's so important to uh, tap into your five senses to become deeply aware of the divinity that lies within you, of the, of the energy of life that flows within everything, that that. Tantra, pleasure, sexuality is in everything, and it ebbs and flows just like nature. Um, tantra is there. There are absolutely neo-tantric practices um, that dive into sexuality, and when you go into it a little more, there's like white tantra and red tantra and pink tantra and black tantra, um, which is interesting on its own because tantra is like to weave together. Uh, tantra, tantra is not necessarily a religious practice but something that is woven through everything hmm. how's that for a start <laughs> yeah no i think i think that's a great place to start and uh, maybe we can just touch on that a little bit um after after the break um so please please stay with us and caller thank you again so much for being here i hope i hope you'll stay with us and continue on the conversation as we touch on uh, as many different things as we can before we wrap up. So you are listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison and guests and caller on the Bachelor Radio News Network. Would you like to know where your family came from? Are you planning a reunion? Is your business celebrating an anniversary? Valerie Metzler, archivist historian, can help. With 34 years of experience as an archivist, preserving and making accessible documents and photographs, and as a historian researching genealogies, Valerie Metzler, archivist historian, can bring your history to life and preserve it for your children's grandchildren. For more information, email her, Mary A-H, at key Con.net. That's V M S N Mary A H at key C O N N dot net or call eight one four nine three two one seven four zero.
back to Wild Heart Saturdays with C.C. Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, thank you for joining us and being here with us today. If you're listening and we haven't connected um, on social media, you can find me on Twitter at C.C. Harrison 67. Don't be shy to send a message um, or ask a question. So let's continue on the conversation. We've, we've got about half an hour left. Tamara, before we run out of time, can you let people know where they can connect with you? Absolutely. I am an Instagram and a Facebook gal, and I kind of keep it clean like that. Uh, on Instagram, it's Tamara Ray Logan, and on Facebook, it's Tamara Ray Logan. Okay, thank you. I just don't want us to uh, possibly not get to that before we're done. So um, one of the other things you've you've mentioned uh, to me in our conversation and what you wanted to maybe touch on today is jade egg practice. (gasps) Yay! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about that. So go ahead. Oh, the jade egg is such a beautiful practice, or yoni egg, and I love to tell my clients, like, the jade is, um, I'm quite particular, I will say, on Canadian nephrite jade. It's clean, it's, um, it's one of the harder gemstones. Um, it's also beautiful, it's got this beautiful weight to it, um, and color. It's, uh, Jade has been used. So the history of the jade egg is a little murky, we'll say. Uh, there's people that say, you know, it was practiced in Imperial China. Um, there, There's some evidence, but also some not evidence of that. Basically, the jade egg is a practice of awakening your the the energies as well as the nerve centers in your vagina, waking up the muscles. Um, waking up your awareness, waking up your sensations. The egg itself is not magic. The practices and, and your devotion to the practices is magic. Truly, truly. Um, the jade egg, <laughs> as I'm holding mine in my hand and, and gazing at it loving, <laughs> lovingly, uh-huh. <laughs> I love my egg. It's so pretty. It's also known as like the the yoni egg. Yeah. Um, yoni yoni is a beautiful term on itself. It's a Sanskrit word. It means the gateway to the universe, which I think is an incredibly beautiful way to refer to our bits. Um, I I also like all the other words. We were talking about languaging earlier, but we were. So when you talk about devotion to that practice. Um, mm-hmm. What does that look like? Just like a yoga practice, jade egg is something that you continue to utilize. It's the jade egg is a tool in your sexual pleasure box that can drop you into deeper states of awareness, deeper states of pleasure, deeper states of orgasm. Um, they're all sorts of nerve centers that find their way down to your uterus, womb, vagina, um, and using something where you have to pay attention, you are using mindfulness, you are using breath, 
you are using sound and you are using movement to really tap into the quote unquote power of the jade egg. So this is like deep awareness, deep sensuality. It's you do not, I must state this. You do not shove a jade egg up your vagina and walk around with it. That is not what it's about. Yeah. The jade egg practice is of contraction and also deep release. So most of us, um, for women who are experiencing incontinence, a lot of us are not experiencing incontinence because we're loose, because that is a bullshit term. There's, you don't have a loose vagina. The muscles maybe aren't awake, and you can wake those up again. But this whole, like, you have a loose vagina is blech. You know, it's like penises don't get soggier the more sex they have. So vaginas don't get soggier the more sex they have. Like that's that's a stupid myth. It's stupid. (laughs) A stupid thing. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) right. So the day is a practice. That brings you back into your pussy, essentially. It helps to wake her up. It helps to rebuild the connection and the sensation and the awareness and the love and the joy and the pleasure. <sighs> so go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, no, this is, this is, um, I, I work with um, jade eggs and yoni eggs in, in my therapeutic practice with women who have had sexual trauma in their life. So it's, yeah. it's about, but it's about healing mind, body, spirit, and the work that I do with women yeah. with jade eggs and yoni eggs. It's very, um, it, it's not sexual with a partner in nature. It's it's really just about your own body and healing trauma. So, can you talk yes. a little bit more? Someone someone just messaged and asked, "Is it something I can do with my partner?" I'm going. I mean, you you could, but that's not. From where I come from, that's not the intention. That's, so has that come up for Not you? the intention of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. People want to know if they can, like, wear it while they're having sex or use it while they're having sex. Yeah. Um, that's not really the intention of it. It's not, it's not designed. The jade egg, like I said, isn't magic. It doesn't vibrate. It, it doesn't, like, radiate any sort of magical things. The jade egg is a practice for people with vaginas to become more sensational within their vagina. It, like you said, can help to heal trauma, can bring awareness back to the body, can help to relax the muscles that are really, really tight and wake up the muscles that aren't paying attention anymore. I, it's like, I, I don't know why you'd want, like there's, there's other great toys out there. I think is what I'm saying. Like if you, if you want to use a toy with a partner, um, there's other toys. This is like a J-Dig is like a yoga mat kind of, you're not, you don't, you don't really share it around. No, it's, it's a very, it's a very personal private experience. And, and I think it's, it's really good mm-hmm. to have um, that as one of the things you keep to yourself uh, for your own healing, for your yes. own pleasure. Cause it, it will, for your own pleasure. Increased pleasure just with with devotion, absolutely, and um, pleasure that that you can you can actually feel and know that um, there's been a difference through this practice. 
So, and, and you're right, Tamara, there, yeah. there's a, boy, all kinds of online stores and all kinds of shops. Every city, every town probably has a sex store, an adult store where you can purchase things um, to use with your partner, whether it's externally or internally. Those are available. Yeah. And, and most of those, those staff that work in those stores are very well-educated and very informative. So, um I time is going by so quickly. There's so, so many. Fast. It, it it is there. Is, so it's just um, reinforcing the belief and the stance that I have that this is such a expansive topic, and we all got here from the exact same way. So I think this is yeah. part of our. It's our biology. It's our psychology. It's our sociology. I I really want to keep exploring. Um, sexuality, human sexuality, and I would like to get deeper and more expansive so I I can see, you know, really doing this a lot. (laughs) So, callers, if you're (laughs) listening, please communicate with us. Send me uh, messages if there are things, I mean, we're just scratching the surface here. So if there are things you, you would have liked to have heard about or you, you would like on a future show, please please let me know. I will gather the experts and the, the people to bring together so that we can offer you as much information as possible to help you create change uh, in your sexuality on a personal level and with your partner. So whether you are single or you're married or you're coupled or uncoupled, whether you're polyamorous, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so I just want to uh, say that a little bit and uh, Tamara, is there anything we, we haven't covered that you're burning to talk about? Uh, something that's coming up to me right now is that people need to remember, people with bodies need to remember that your sexuality shifts as well. As I'm watching the leaves change outside, that we have seasons mm-hmm. of our sexuality and to be like so generous and compassionate with, with your sexuality, that, that there's, there's no expectation and, and to give yourself as much permission as you need to explore pleasure in your body, in your own body. I like that. Um, so I would like to, I, I was, I was thinking maybe we'd save this for another show, but I think while we're here, and uh, while well, we've got the three lionesses uh, together online, what about slut shaming? How has that affected sexuality? How has it not affected sexuality? Absolutely. You know, I I very distinctly remember a moment. Um, Leaving, leaving a hotel room after an incredible date that I had. And we, can, we can talk about it at a later date. He, he won't mind. <laughs> and my girlfriends were like, woo, the walk of shame. And I was like, are you kidding me? That was the slut strut, bitches. <laughs> and that, like, the, the power that sexuality and that, like, a great night of, intimately connected sex, which you don't have to be in love and you don't have to be in a committed relationship to have really incredible, connected, intimate sexual experiences with. 
It's about climbing into your body, being present with the person, and letting your sexual experience be powerful and owning it. There is nothing slutty. Like, what a, what a dumb word. Again, dumb words. It, it, dumb it words. is a dumb word. And I think about all the, um, the terminology we, ha- we have or we've heard of floozy, trollop, slut, skank, whore, all of these different um, slangs for, for what I want to call sexual confidence. Um, and at what point is, is a woman a slut? How many partners does it take before you're considered to be a, a slut? Um, yeah, it's, I think it's you ridiculous. should stop counting after zero. Totally. Okay, so we're gonna, uh, it's nobody else's business. No, that, that's a private, personal thing, and um, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else when we get back from our next break very shortly. Uh, thank you for being here with us all, and callers, you're still with us. I may have a question for you when we get back. So. You are listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, so thank you, everyone, that, are, that is listening and for your comments and your questions online. So uh, we've just had a question, so I think we'll just uh, get this answered. Uh, should couples have sex before they get married to see if they, were, they are compatible sexually? Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just, I mean... You're going to test drive the car before you buy it? Probably. So that, that to me is a, just a puritanical kind of religious-oriented, um, way old, antiquated premise that, that we cannot have <laughs> sex. That's how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we shouldn't have sex before, before we're married. Um, yeah, I mean, sex is such an integral part of any relationship. Uh, with your partner, not any. <laughs> that wasn't good. 
Um, so, so yeah, why why wouldn't we why wouldn't we do that? And, and in this day and age, what happens if if you if you don't, and then you you take that plunge and you get married, and you find that you are not compatible in any way? Uh, how is that relationship going to be sustainable? Um, unless you get some real serious help, uh, I don't I don't think it's going to last. So, um, Candice, what do you think about that? Well, actually, I'm curious to hear what Tamara thinks um, in a sense, because I, you know, I think I've got some of those, like, pretty deep-threaded belief systems myself when growing up. Yeah, we both do um, from our backgrounds. But um, one I wanted to ask Tamara, because I think that's a really good question that a lot of people ask, because there is a lot of... um, there's been a lot of shifting to purity, you know, like I think the Jonas brothers did that where they wore the, these purity right, rings, right. right. And they're trying, and a lot of people say, well, you know, I want to save sex till marriage. Um, and, and I don't want to discount that because I think that there's, if they're doing that for the, for the right reasons, then great. Uh, but I do want to know Tamara's um, uh, thoughts on that. And also if, so again, if that is sex, meaning penetration, so how far does that mm-hmm. being taken? And then, like, what are your thoughts, Tamara, on if that's if that's their definition, then what would you suggest a couple do um, to make sure that they are compatible without without actually having the act of penetration? How much time do we have? Because that's like <laughs> it's such a loaded question. Five minutes, but then we can come back. <laughs> All right. So in five minutes. All right. So uh, first off, virginity is a construct. It's bullshit. Uh, you you have a sexual debut, but virginity is not a thing. The the whole you break your hymen and then you're not a virgin anymore. Lies. All lies. 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 Big fat, smelly, bad patriarchy. Lies. You have a sexual debut, whether you're male or female. Um, I think that something that seems to be happening is that people are like, well, if I have oral sex or if I have anal sex, then I'm still a virgin. Again, lies that the patriarchy told you. If you are engaging in sexual activity, you are having a sexual debut. It doesn't matter if it's oral sex or foreplay or anal sex, you're having sex. So we need to dispel the myth that sex is only penetration. If you are wanting to save yourself um, for marriage and, and that feels good to you, that feels true to you, then 100% do that. To know that you're compatible with the other person, there are so many beautiful intimacy connections that you can create simply sitting together being able to have conversation, laughing, knowing that you can talk about anything with this person, feeling safe with this person is huge. Um, being able to trust them with your intimate um, fantasies, with your intimate desires, with, with not just, you know, the strong person that you are, but also the, the small person that, that we can all become when we're scared or unsure or feeling stressed out or burnt out. Um, we can take time to talk. We can take time to breathe together. We can just sit together in, in quiet and silence. Um, there's so many beautiful tantric practices that are 
deeply intimate and deeply erotic without any penetration at all. You don't even have to remove your clothing. So I, while I think that you should be able to have as much sex as you want to have consensually, you should stop counting before you start. Um, I, don't, I don't think the number of sexual partners has anything to do with anything at all. Uh, like you don't count the number of nickels that you have. You don't count the number of dollar bills that you have. So why do you count the number of sexual partners that you have? Everything comes and goes. Um, but I think that is, um, okay, so there's so much to unpack there, which I think is so incredible. Right? But one of the things that, yeah, like I, I'm glad that CCA will touch again on how to get a hold of you if people have questions because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of questions. And I have a feeling, like you said, that – um, this topic is so, um, it's just, it's been taboo for so long, and I think it's just really important. So one of the things that you said, Tamara, that I want to focus a little bit on is you, you, you said how we have to move past that conversation. We have to get it, we have to talk about it more. What is sex even? Because, again, there's no education on this. You don't, you have sex ed in, in school, and what do you put a condom on a banana? Like, you know, like it's more about the protection right? of disease, which is, is which is, fear based in that kind of education a lot of times I know what's for me when I was in grade yeah. eight um but I want to know how you feel that this will become more we have a couple minutes before our next break so we can maybe go keep going afterwards but how how do we move this forward into mainstream like pleasure coach sexuality coaches I mean I, I see them I see it springing up pardon the bun, uh, more often lately, which I think is fantastic awareness, conversations, I get that. What would you like to see uh, happen as far as mainstream and where, where your industry goes? I think that there really needs to be more uh, awareness to education and, and the resources to, like, we, we upgrade our phones every month we up, we get a yeah. new phone every year or whatever and we very rarely upgrade our sexual intelligence our erotic oh. intelligence yeah. you know so like that that it needs to start with like these conversations and then letting these conversations be like like my family used to watch we love the sunday night sex show with dr sue johansson like that oh, yeah. every <laughs> Sunday that like that was a thing that was what we did so it was it, like it, I have grown up with this I feel very fortunate because I know not a lot of people have but if people want to reach out absolutely like Tamara Ray Logan on Instagram um, and Tamara Ray Logan at um, on Facebook and I you can I have an email and like I'm, I'm happy to have these conversations with people I like to put stuff up on my social media that is it, it like it's not too risky it's not too taboo it's pretty pretty digestible but it's also a little it pokes um, it pokes holes in things let's hold, hold in. Tamara thank you we're gonna we're gonna maybe touch on this a little bit before the end of the show again uh, we're going to yeah. break now. You've been listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network, on the Radio News Bachelor Network. <laughs> you go. 
got that thing that I've been looking for. Been running around for so long. Now I got you, I won't let you go. You got that thing that I've been looking for. And you got a heart full of gold. And that's really turning me on. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are. You are everything that I dreamed of. Now I can paint a picture. You are, you are, you are, you are. You are, you are making my life much greener. Yeah, yeah. on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I'm sorry, I keep getting that backwards. <laughs> uh, in, in the time we have left, I, I just want to clarify a few things. Um, I've had a few messages, so I absolutely, even though I'm not religious anymore, and that is my background, I, I you know, if, if you are, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or a, a Buddhist, I, I don't care what religion you are, if, if that's part of your belief system, to not have sex before marriage, then that's something you're going to need to honor. Unfortunately, I've never experienced um, religious leadership really helping young couples or older couples, um, giving them advice and, and how to navigate through that. So here's what I'll say. that There should be, and hopefully, some kind of physical attraction between you and that person that you're going to marry. 
And and you're going to know that if if you've kissed, so some religions, many actually forbid kissing or touching or even holding hands, but you will still feel an attraction or if there isn't. Talk to each other, talk to your pastor, talk to your priest, talk to your religious leader or your counselors in that organization that you belong to. Um, But, uh, you know, we're still human, whether you're religious or not. You're still a sensual, physical, biological human being. So, again, it may come back to communication, talking about those things. And as Tamara said, and as we believe, there's so many different ways to be intimate. It, it isn't about penetration or intercourse. That's just one aspect. Sex is so many different things. It's it's kind of an all-inclusive um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to dishonor or disrespect anyone that holds those those beliefs. So um, take it slow. Ask yourself questions. Ask each other self questions. Pay attention to how you feel around that person. Um, you know, so what, am I covering that off? Does that feel like? Yeah, I think that's good. And I think um, maybe Tamara has some more things to add before. So we've, we've got about five minutes left Mara I, I hope you'll join us again because you know there there are so many um, different areas that that we can go with that and I think narratives need to change and questions need to be asked and, and we need to be more informed and more educated we didn't even touch on safety and ethics and boundaries or anything like that so I hope yeah. you'll join us but, um, is there anything else you kind of want to finish up with tomorrow um, I love that you finished on that note. Your sexual experience, no matter what your background, no matter what your belief, your sexual experience is yours 100%. And it needs to be consensual 100%. Absolutely. So being able to hold that space for yourself to stand by your belief system, to stand by what your, what your body wants and needs from the experience or, or not choosing to not have the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's no, like, one way is better than the other because one way is better for you. And that's what you want to really have the power and permission to step into. So, you know, whether you choose to have sex before marriage or whether that's like it's completely off the table for you, all of those things are so beautiful, so accepted. They must be so accepted. The differences that we have in our sexual understanding needs to be accepted, not tolerated, but accepted because this is where communication can come from when we feel safe stepping up to you know, this, this is my desire. This, these are my wants. These are my needs. This is what I don't like. This is what I'm afraid of. When we can really step into these spaces and be vulnerable under our own permission, under our own power, that's, that's where sex really starts to become like the magical experience that we want to have. Uh, well, well said. And, you know, in, in different cultures and different religions, um, there, there are still there are high, high incidences of rape, of sexual assault, yep. of abuse, of violence, and unwanted pregnancies. Those, those ideologies and belief systems aren't preventing those things. And you know, in, in some cases, it's it's forbidden 
fruit just because I know that's wrong according to my my religious beliefs and convictions doesn't mean I'm not going to engage in it and I, I I don't think those restrictions are natural for human beings um, so I won't say more about that because it, it crosses into my personal beliefs but sickly and these are statistics um, among different religions and cultures that that are very uh, restrictive um, the incidence of rape and violence and abuse are very, very high. So I do have a bit of a bee in my bonnet about that. I, I'd really like mm-hmm. to come back and, and maybe talk more about those things, to talk more about um, modesty versus shame and sexual positivity, respectability politics. So please, everyone that's listening, um, join in this conversation because it's about you too. It's about your children. It's about ed- educating our our kids as they go forward, ourselves and our lives. Uh, you've been listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I think I got that right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tamara and Candace, for joining us. I, I do hope you'll both be back. And um, please, everyone, send me your comments, send me your likes, your dislikes, uh, throw some shade if you need to. I'm okay with that your suggestions and if you if there are topics you would like to see us discuss hear us discuss uh please please uh let me know so thank you very much caller if you're still if you're still here if you're still here with us thank you so much see you next saturday Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.